Most educational medical simulations happen in a building and using equipment that was designed specifically for that purpose. That means that doctors have to physically go to a place where expensive machines sit in expensive real estate. And guess what? It's expensive. Most medical simulations are in no danger of being mistaken for video games in terms of the quality of their imagery and animation, much less in terms of their realism. And some medical simulations are actually jaw-droppingly flawed. Until very recently, that is. Hello and welcome to DataPoint, the podcast that's about all the ways that data and analytics are driving innovation in healthcare today. I'm your host, Greg Matthews, and our guest today is Sam Glassenberg, the founder and CEO of Level X, a three-year-old medical games company. Sam is a veteran of the video game industry, creating award-winning games at places like LucasArts and Microsoft. After creating a medical game for anesthesiologists on a lark that wound up being downloaded 100,000 times, Sam decided to move into healthcare full-time and created Level X three years ago. In the last two years, all they've done is produce medical games in four specialties that have been played over three million times by over half a million doctors, and partnered with eight of the world's 20 biggest pharmaceutical companies in the process. Meet the founder of the company who's found a very successful formula for reshaping medical education and physician engagement, Sam Glassenberg of Level X. Sam, thanks so much for being with us on DataPoint today. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. I've been excited to talk to you on mic for a long time because I've had an opportunity to learn a little bit about Level X over the last couple of years. And uh, I'm really excited to share it with DataPoint listeners. Um, I always like to start off by talking a little bit about your background and how you came to be uh, the head of this rapidly growing but still startup company. Can you give us a little bit of your of your backstory so our listeners can develop some context around what they're going to hear? Sure thing, sure thing. Um, Level X has a bit of a unique founding story. Um, we were founded by accident. Um, so I've spent my career in the video games industry. Um, I actually started out at LucasArts making Star Wars games. Um, I was an animator. Um, for uh, Star Wars games for PlayStation 2 and Xbox. After that, I uh, managed a game technology team at Microsoft um, that was responsible basically for predicting and planning the next 10 years of video game graphics technology across PC and Xbox. Um, technology that eventually a decade later makes its way into your phone. So now we get to take advantage of it at Level X. Um, after Microsoft, I ran what was uh, one of the leading mobile video game studios in Hollywood, uh, making games for big Hollywood films like Hunger Games and Mission Impossible. So you'd have tens of millions of fans of the Hunger Games who would spend you know, two hours watching the movie and then would spend over mm -hmm. 100 hours playing the game. Um, you know, I think I just to break in, Sam, I think you may be the first person I've ever talked to who wasn't excited to get out of healthcare and into uh, video games and entertainment <laughs> rather than vice versa. So uh, congratulations. You're a first. Thank you. Thank you. We're having we're having a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> sorry. So, 
I've, you know, great. I've, I've spent my career in the games business and this has made me the black sheep of my family because I happen to come from a long line of doctors. My grandfather was a famous doctor. My parents are both doctors, my wife, aunts, uncles, everybody's doctors. And I'm the disgrace who never went to medical school. <laughs> um, I mean, I have, I have terrible stories about this. Um, back in 2006, I accepted a technical Emmy on behalf of my team's work at Microsoft, pushing the cutting edge of interactive entertainment. Um, it's the technical Emmys. It's not the one they show on TV, but it's the, sort of the same statue. <laughs> Still, it's the Emmys. It's the Emmys. It's a big deal. So I call home, right, to tell them this is tell my parents this is going to happen, right? And you know, expecting everyone to be very proud. Um, you know, so my my dad answers the phone. He goes, uh, I tell him, and of course he had no idea this was coming because nothing had been announced. And he goes. Without skipping a beat, Sam, that's very nice. But in this family, we only recognize Nobel Prizes. You're not yet 30 <laughs> years old. You can still go to medical school. I'll pay for it. Oh, man. That's, that's a little demoralizing. This is, this is the universe. This is, you know, I mean, look, there's, you know, when you're, when you're in the field of medicine, there's medicine and there's everything else. I'm mm -hmm. holding one hand high above my head and one sort of toward the floor. Um, As the son of a doctor and a counseling psychologist, I feel your pain. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know how, you know how. It um, exactly. So anyway, so all that, you know, that guilt ended up um, being fortuitous. Uh, back in 2012, my dad, he's an anesthesiologist. He goes, all right, Sam, I give up. Put all this video game nonsense to good use. Make me something to train my colleagues to do a fiber optic intubation. Right. You only do this tech, you know, only use this technique on, you know, difficult patient scenarios. So, you know, even experienced anesthesiologists, you know, might struggle if they don't have enough cases under their belt. Um, make me something to train them on their iPhones. I don't want to have to drag anybody to a sim center. So I go, all right, no, I never get my dad a watch for his birthday. So fine. So I sit down for three weekends with some video game tech and I throw together this little game that teaches you how to play, how to, uh, how to do the procedure. And it's terrible. Um, and I upload it to the app store simply because I'm busy running a video game company. I don't have time to install it on his friend's iPads one by one. So here's the link. They can download it. Leave me alone. Right. I don't think about it again. Two years later, he calls me up and he goes, Hey Sam, how many people downloaded that thing? And I go, I, I don't know how many of your friends downloaded your game. I will check for you. <laughs> And I went and I looked and we had a hundred thousand doctors, nurses, and airway specialists worldwide who'd been playing this game. Oh, seriously? That's yeah. incredible. It had, I'd gotten completely out of hand. So what was even crazier is at this point, I Google it and unbeknownst to me, I discover they'd been doing efficacy studies on this game without my knowledge at various institutions around the world that had showed it was improving physician performance. Wow. So, yeah, that was at, at that point, I was like, all right, you know, clearly there's demand for something like this. Um, and I started, you know, all right, well, you know, started basically building out a, a business plan um, and, you know, started understanding, you know, I really started getting a picture of the state of the art, you know, in terms of how doctors train, um, mm. how companies market to them. Um, and I kept, you know, how, how they're trained on new techniques, new devices, um, new uh, pharmaceutical products, how they stay up to speed with the latest and greatest. And I, we sort of keep discovering, kept discovering that, you know, this was 
you know, these were techniques that were in many cases, you know, many, many decades old, if not longer. Um, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, Sam, because I think your perspective coming in from outside the healthcare industry, I know you've been in for a while now, but you brought a perspective that was definitely not the one that's sort of the low expectations, low bar uh, that we're typically used to in healthcare. What kind of things were you seeing when you looked at the the quote unquote state of the art um, in terms of education, the approach to education, the use of digital tools? So give give us a, a snapshot. Oh wow, we have endless stories at Level X of what happens when when video game developers and designers discover the so some of the state of the art in in, in medical training. Um, and it's it's really it's you know. I mean, from the standpoint of the medical professionals, like, you know, everyone's has limited time and is, you know, trying to stay up to speed the best they can, but the, the solutions out there are, are decades behind the state of the art and entertainment. Um, the visual example I always use is I literally like, will show what an eye looks like in a modern video game. So like grab a screenshot of Call of Duty World War II and, you know, you've got 10 soldiers on screen at once and it's all interactive with physics. Mm -hmm. and, an animation and you zoom into the eye and it looks real. And then I can show you a $250,000 ophthalmology simulator where the eye looks like plastic. It looks like it fell out of a gumball machine. Like it looks like a video, it looks like a video game out of 1999. Right. Wow. Like, and, and we just keep encountering this. And it's not just the technology that is decades behind. And doctors are very familiar with this. Like if you talk to a doctor who spends time in a sim center and also plays video games, he or she mm -hmm. is like, yeah, it's, it's stark. It's a decade, decades gap. Um, and it's not just the, it's not just the, the, the tech, it's the distribution model, the business model, and even the sort of understanding of the neuroscience of learning. Um, well, first off on just the business and distribution model, all of this simulation technology, even the most cutting edge stuff is all stuck in these sim centers. Right, right. Like, to actually go interact with an inter compelling virtual patient, like it's a three hundred thousand dollar, five hundred thousand dollar simulator stuck in an eighty million dollar sim center, you know, in the basement mm. of a medical school. There's only two hundred some of these things in the entire country. This is a business model we're very familiar with in the video games industry because we abandoned it thirty years ago. Nobody right. plays video games at the arcade anymore right like with a big expensive machines, right everyone's playing on the device in their pocket. You know, you have more compute power on your phone than you had in all the sim centers in the world, you know, a decade or two ago. And why are we still following that model for continuing medical training? Um, yeah. So much of CME is, you know, read an article or watch a low production value lecture and complete a multiple choice test. Like, how does a multiple choice test vet my cognitive decision-making skills or my visualization skills or my skills as a surgeon like this right. doesn't make sense. I'll tell the pig in the box story when I, you know, at some point. <laughs> well, why not now? Yeah. I was a, uh, so this is like, <laughs> yeah. So, so this is like the classic, what happens. So throughout the year, like how do I ramp up? I've, you know, got a team of over 50 video game developers and engineers and artists, you know, building games for doctors. Um, well, we should actually start talking about level X soon. Um, so how do I... <laughs> we'll get there, I promise. We'll get there. We'll get, I, yeah, I, I, I will try my best. Um, so we, you know, how do we ramp them up on a new medical specialty, right? We send them to the medical conference. We're headquartered in Chicago, which is great. Every major medical conference seems like it's here. Um, yep. So I'll bring like a bunch of game developers to, you know, Digestive Disease Week to learn about gastroenterology. 
And so, you know, we were working on our GastroX game. Um, and, you know, doctors had been repeatedly telling us, gastroenterologists, you know, one of the f- key features they, they wanted in the game was the argon plasma coagulator, right? Okay. It's basically, a, I mean, you've seen these things. It's a lightning gun, but it's endoscopic. So, you know, it looks spectacular under the endoscope and you're using it to cauterize bleeds inside the body. And so one of our game developers, uh, our, our, our development leads, Andy, was like walking the show floor at this conference to find the argon plasma coagulator. And eventually he finds a booth that, that features one. Um, and he's blown away, like the, you know, the device is pretty cool, but what's way more impressive is the simulator that they're using to train it, like to, to demonstrate it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, like most of the simulators we've seen all look like video games out of 1995, but yep. this simulator looked amazing. It was basically, it looked like an Xbox or like a PlayStation, but the controller was the, literally like the, was the endoscope. Um, and what was happening is like, as the, 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 the demo, you know, as the sales rep was demoing how to use it projected on the screen was this like gorgeous rendering of the intestines, right? Like okay. he's literally using this thing. Like it looks super real. There's no fluids, right? There's no blood fluids are hard to simulate, but like the tissue looked super real. And like when he cauterized it, the burning looked very realistic. And so Andy went nuts. He's like, what video game engine is this? Is it unity? Mm-hmm. Is it unreal? What technology is behind this? And he's bombarding the guy with all these questions, but it's a sales rep. Okay. And the sales rep like can't answer any of this. So finally, after about three or four minutes, a sales rep pulls over the engineer, right, from the company to answer Andy's questions. And Andy keeps mm-hmm. starts bombarding him. Is this Intel, NVIDIA? Like, what's the hardware behind it? What's the simulation model? What's the math? And the engineer is the engineer who made the device, not the engineer who made the simulator. So Andy keeps asking him all these questions until finally the the guy goes, well, hold on. You do realize it's a pig in the box, right? Andy goes, what are you talking about? And the guy goes, the day before the show, we take a slaughtered pig, we cut out its intestines, and we sew it into the inside of the box, right? (laughs) So that's not a clever turn of phrase. It's actually a pig in a box. It's a physical, it's a pig in a box, right? (laughs) You're a video game developer, right? You know, you've worked on Mortal Kombat, like you've been working on all these games, all of a sudden you're like, there's a pig in the box? Like, we would never even think about that. We've solved (laughs) this problem in the games industry like 15 years ago. Right. Uh, And which is, so we have all these stories that we encounter, right. Where you're like, where, where, you know, you have this hilarious moment where you're like, ha ha, I can't believe they put a pig in the box. That's ridiculous. That's like 1972. (laughs) And that followed by this like feeling of, um, of dread, right. This sort of like pit in your stomach when you realize, well, hold on, wait a minute. This is an argon plasma coagulator. Right, you're using this because you nicked a blood vessel while you're doing some endoscopic procedure, and you need to quickly seal the wound so the patient stops bleeding internally. Right, mm-hmm. the dead pig intestines don't bleed. Right, which means the first time a doctor ever uses this in a bleeding scenario, it's likely to be in an emergency on a live human being. Right, which yep. is the moment that the video game developer goes, "Whoa, you know, this is actually really important." Yep, exactly. That is okay. That is a great place actually to uh, cliffhang here. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Sam Glassenberg from Level X. Stick around. Welcome back to Data Point. I'm your host, Greg Matthews. Our guest today is Sam Glassenberg, the CEO and founder of Level X. And Sam, before the break, you were telling us a story that was both funny and a little scary in terms of the way that quote unquote simulations uh, have been done in the past. 
I want to I want to talk about that. You know, you you looked at the state of the art and found it wanting. Uh, you have a background uh, in a technology that's pretty unusual uh, in terms of its application to healthcare. You had an accidental experiment uh, that resulted in unexpected success uh, in terms of the simulation that you created with your dad. Let's talk about how all of that adds up to the beginning of Level X. Talk to us about what Level X is, uh, how it has evolved over the last few years. Give us a sense of what you're working on and, and uh, how people are experiencing it now. Sure thing. So Level X makes video games for doctors. We're capturing the challenges of the practice of medicine as video game mechanics. And that goes for you know multiple specialties, clinical challenges, um, procedural challenges, um, you know, clinic in the operating room. We capture that as video game mechanics. Um, we now have four games available for free in the App Store. Um, mm -hmm. You have uh, Airway X for anesthesia, GastroX for gastroenterology, Pulmex for pulmonology, and CardioX for cardiology. And each of these games is capturing what they what they include are literally dozens of real cases that have been submitted by doctors from around the country right okay. capturing is some of the most difficult rare challenging cases um, both uh, interventional and clinical um, and it's not just an opportunity to you know read about it or watch a video about it you play it it's a level it's a case and we score you based on blood loss, time, accuracy, other factors. And it's an opportunity to you know, improve your own performance and compete against colleagues. Um, a, a number of those cases, especially when they you know, fill uh, specific educational gaps, um, you can earn CME credit for completing them. Um, so it's the only product of its kind where you can earn uh, you can earn CME credit. Um, it's really the only product of its kind in general where you can play difficult, challenging cases across a range of specialties, literally for free on your phone. Wow. Um, so we've just passed, we launched the company a little over three years ago. We launched our first product a little over two years ago. We've just passed over half a million medical professionals playing these games. Um, wow. So that sort of pattern that we've discovered at the beginning of, you know, you create this content and it's exactly the kind of content that doctors are looking for. I mean, we also ask them what cases they're interested in. Um, sure. And it unleashes this tremendous demand. So this pattern keeps repeating itself. So cardiology is the most recent game that we launched, CardioX. Mm -hmm. um, we launched it three months ago around. We already have 4,000 cardiologists playing, right? We have one in four interventional cardiologists in the country is playing that game. What's wow. crazy though, is we had a few thousand cardiologists who were already, who like were playing our gastroenterology and pulmonology game before we even <laughs> launched in their specialty, right? So they were removing nails from patients' throats and they were you know, performing colonoscopies and dealing with all sorts of crazy scenarios. They're cardiologists, right? And it's just sort of that curiosity and that interest in rare, interesting cases that was driving them to the app. And then when we launched in their specialty, like the response was crazy and all of a sudden everybody's playing. Um, and so we, we have that same demand across a number of other specialties, um, you know, that we're, we're, we're 
can, the pressure is on, right, to deliver this, not only deliver more content in the specialties we're in, but move into sort of every major specialty in medicine. Um, sure. And their challenges as game mechanics. So let me ask you about this. When you, you mentioned that you're getting, you know, suggested cases from real doctors and you're getting a lot of feedback in terms of what those doctors want to see. Once you've made a decision that, okay, we're going to do cardio X, what's the process for actually creating an accurate, you know, biological, anatomical, you know, procedurally relevant simulation of that scenario? How does that work? Great question. So Level X is structured very much like any other video game company in that, you know, mm -hmm. we have a game design team and an engineering team and an art team and so on. But we also have a medical team. So in-house, okay. multiple MDs and biomedical engineers that are responsible for you know, sort of capturing that, you know, capturing uh, that realism. But that's just, I mean, they, you know, even no matter what, like that doesn't, um, you know, that team alone couldn't collect the information that they need without working with the over 150 physician advisors uh, that are signed mm. up with Level X, as well as the hundreds more that are just sending us ongoing feedback and cases. So literally, this is again, one of the advantages of being in Chicago. Any day we have, you know, doctors across a range of specialties that are coming through the office to either give us feedback about, you know, and ideas about the challenges in their specialty and what they'd like to see, or they're play testing uh, concepts that we've created, or they're literally standing over an artist's shoulder, you know, who's modeling a tumor and being like, oh yeah, that should be bigger, that should be squishier, that should bleed more. So, you know, Fantastic. out the development process where looping in, you know, doctors across, you know, a range of relevant specialties to really make sure that we're not just, it's not just about capturing the realism, it's also capturing the, the, the thrill and the challenge um, of, you know, what, what are the things that, not just the things that are, you know, hard for a resident or a fellow or a medical student to learn, what are the things that challenge you, right? What is that once in a lifetime mm. that gives you an adrenaline rush when you see it in the OR? Or what's that incredibly, you know, fulfilling diagnosis that you nailed because, you know, the last three diagnosticians got it wrong, right? That's, those are the things that we want to capture as video game mechanics. So, all right, I, I want I have about a million questions, Sam, but I want to focus on a couple that I think are going to be particularly of interest for the audience here. Now, when I first started hearing and reading about Level X, I was thinking about it as... Uh, a very procedurally oriented tool. In other words, for simulations of interventions, whether they're surgical interventions or otherwise, is that the is that the case, or is Level X more than that? Great question. So a lot of the content is procedural, right? And we think about it from a video games perspective, things like physics puzzles, right? You're interacting. Mm -hmm patient that is squishy and that bleeds, um, you know, you're doing a procedure or, you know, you're doing interventional cardiology, manipulating guide wires and stents under x-ray. Um, at the same time, there are a whole set of other challenges, challenges and skills that doctors employ that are not procedural, that don't involve hand-eye coordination and may not even be visual. Examples like, um, you know, capturing the challenge of, uh, of diagnosis. Um, where you know you have to uh, you know we have a, a a game mechanic where you have to a patient presents uh, with a chief complaint 
and you know, you've got 60 diseases that it could be, and we're not going to reward you for guessing the right disease. You've got to order the right tests and ask the right questions and, um, and you know, do things in the right order in order to reduce that 60 possibilities down to one, right? And wow. do it in the fewest possible moves. Um, and so, you know, that's one example. Um, other examples, you know, we, um, we work quite a bit with, um, uh, you know, our, our clients um, include, you know, pharma, medical device companies, and medical societies that are trying to disseminate best practices and, you know, help doctors uh, better understand the benefits of their products or, or how to use them. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, we created a dosing game, right? There was an inhaled anesthetic um, that um, many anesthesiologists weren't using. You know, it was better for the patient, but they weren't using it. One of the primary reasons was um, it was difficult to dose, right? It was trickier to dose than the competitor um, uh, because there were, you know, if you dose too high, the patient might go tachycardic. So we literally built a, a, a sequence of game levels that plays inside of our airway game uh, that were sponsored by Baxter that literally teach you how to dose the drug. But the game mechanic is very similar to Angry Birds, right? Using the sort of that neuroscience to teach you how to dose the drug. Um, you know, it's almost literally like if you, if you play it, it's almost like you're, you know, it looks very, you know, it's a graph, right, of, of depth of anesthesia. It looks very similar to the path of an angry bird, right, except instead of using a slingshot, you're controlling the anesthesia machine, and you're sure. doing get the patient to the tar tar target depth of anesthesia by dosing correctly. And by doing this, you know, doctors are opting in for this, right? They're, they're not just, it's not like a, a banner ad or a video that you skip out of. Like, doctors will come in, they'll play that level once, and, you know, they'll succeed and they'll play over and over again, trying different dosing combinations to see what the outcome is, because it's their first opportunity to try this without consequence. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that is incredible. And I, I, you you touched on this briefly, but you mentioned that so far all of the games are free and freely accessible to physicians. How how does Level X make its money, first of all? And then secondly, um, you know, how do you determine what your roadmap is going to look like uh, in terms of new products, new modules, et cetera? Great questions. So first off, uh, how do we make money? It's a physician marketing platform, right? Okay. So inside our games, uh, there are, you know, there's a number of levels, you know, cases that have been submitted by doctors um, and there are sponsored levels as well. And it's opt-in for the doctors. So the doctors can you know, choose which levels they want to play. But generally mm -hmm. what we're able to do is take the, the messages and you know, the, the guidelines or the learnings that the you know, that industry is trying to disseminate and we can present it in a much more interesting way such that mm -hmm. doctors, it's not a banner ad they're trying to swipe away. The doctors actually opt in to play it. And our game designers are so good at making that fun and engaging that they don't just play it once. They'll play it again and again and again. So literally like, you know, we have games where you dose a drug or you play as the molecule in an MOA game, or, you know, what we were talking about with diagnosis where, you know, you're diagnosing um, a disease that a certain or a subset of the disease that a drug might be indicated for, right? And what we're able to do is we're make, able to make it fun such that, you know, the doctor will opt in, you know, play once, and then play again and again, our average engagement time in our games in general per session is seven to 12 minutes, right? Wow. When they're playing sponsored content, they'll play a sponsored sequence of sponsored levels for three to six minutes, 
right? Huh. But the actual level themselves only take a minute, minute and a half. So they're playing over and over again on their own because they find it fun and interesting. And we're able to do this at scale, right? I mean, we've got half a million medical professionals playing. So the client mm. programs that we run, whether it's helping a medical society disseminate best practices or help a pharma company you know, train on, on dosing or MOA or, or diagnosis um, or you know, a medical device company to help train doctors how to use their device. Like we're able to drive tens of thousands of engagements in the target audience per program, right? Because we're able to switch it from something that doctors are trying to avoid to something right. that's actually fun and interesting to play. That's it. That is really incredible. And I, I, I we're going to have to wrap up here as much as I hate to do it, but for doctors who are listening and are really interested in trying out the level X games, how, how do they do that today? That's the beauty. You don't have to go to a sim center. You don't have to. Um, you don't have to travel across the country. Just go to your favorite app store, um, you know, on on Android or on iPhone, iPad, and download Airway X. That's Airway EX, Palm X, Gastro X, Cardio X. Um, many more specialties. So we'll put links to the uh, to those uh, apps in, in the various app stores in the show notes. What about for people who are working in industry and are interested in learning more about partnering with Level X? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Great. Um, go to www.level-ex.com. Um, and uh, there's a contact form there. Um, otherwise, I think they can email uh, partnerships at level-ex.com and uh, we will follow up. Uh, folks Fantastic. can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's so great, Sam. I, I so appreciate you sharing with us today. The work that you're doing is just so tremendously exciting and it feels almost limitless in terms of the potential applications uh, of, of the technology. I've got to believe that uh, you know, three years in, you've seen massive growth. I got to believe the next three are going to uh, see even more. So congratulations on success. And thanks so much for sharing with DataPoint listeners uh, some of your experience so far. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks so much for listening to the DataPoint podcast. If you like what you've heard, please do rate, review, and share it with your social network. It means a lot. And if you have ideas for show topics or guests, please email them to me at greg at healthquant.health or send a direct message to at Chai Moose on Twitter. That's C-H-I-M-O-O-S-E on Twitter. For more information about this show or any of the terrific healthcare podcasts in the Touchpoint Media Network, check them out at touchpoint.health. See you next time. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.